There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Another 3-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider. Tenth strikeout for Cole. His first double-figure strikeout game after having eight last season. Cole went six innings through 101 pitches. Five hits, four runs. Only one of those earned. No walks. Ten strikeouts for Garrett. Field shaded slightly to pull. Here's the one-two. Swing and a miss. Got him on a breaking ball in the dirt. Kemp strikes out, and that is the ball game. Tampa Bay Rays, even the series, at a game apiece as they defeat the Houston Astros today by a final of 4-2. And greetings from Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, where today the Houston Astros take on the Tampa Bay Rays in the third game of the season and the third game of a four-game series. Astros dropped yesterday's game to the Rays 4-2. Garrett Cole struck out 10 and allowed an earned run over six innings. Michael Brantley, two more hits, including a two-run double, but the Astros suffered their first loss of the season. They're 1-1 one one on the year, while the Tampa Bay Rays are also 1-1. One one. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Colin McHugh on the mound for the Astros today, and McHugh making his first start since 2017, worked out of the bullpen last year. Yeah, we know Colin McHugh, Robert, can excel in the starting rotation. He won 48 times as a starter for the Astros in the past, but the, the thing with McHugh is he was set back a little bit with a bulky back in spring training, so he's a little bit behind some of the other starters. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how far they let him go, but uh, I would expect he, he gets things started on the right foot. Meanwhile, Tyler Glass now getting the ball for the Tampa Bay Rays, a right-hander. He's never faced the Astros before. Rays got him from the Pirates in the Chris Archer trade last year. Yeah, you've got plenty of film on him. He's a big, intimidating-looking, six foot seven right-handed pitcher that throws really hard, 96, 97 miles per hour, average fastball for Glass now. He's got a big curveball, and that's his best secondary pitch, and kind of a two-pitch pitcher. He'll, he'll mix in a few sliders and, and change-ups, but not a whole lot. So... Uh, what do you think? I, I'm thinking you got to make sure he lands that curveball for a strike before right. you even offer at it, right? So maybe he becomes a one-pitch pitcher and you can tee off. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, Carlos Correa took batting practice earlier today. Sounds like he's getting closer to returning possibly tomorrow for his season debut as he deals with that neck stiffness. But a change at shortstop today with Alex Bregman getting the start at short. Aledmiz Diaz started the first two. Yeah, and that was decided before the, the game yesterday. And unfortunately, it looks like he's, he was taken out because he didn't make a couple of plays uh, in the field yesterday. That's not the case at all, but uh, it doesn't look good. But th the thing with Correa is I just watched him take batting practice. It was impressive. He was tanking him out in left field. Uh, looks totally fine, so expect him to be in the lineup tomorrow. And that's certainly good news for the Astros. Up next is the coach's corner, as we'll hear from new Astros first base coach Don Kelly. And a little later, we'll hear from today's starting pitcher, Colin McHugh. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. 
Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Don Kelly, new member of the Astros coaching staff and new to the organization, first base coach this year. And I know it has to be exciting for you to to get back on the field. Uh, You were a player, of course, for a very long time, played all over the diamond. Uh, Was this something you kind of knew late in your career that that you wanted to do, or is this this something you didn't think about while you were playing? You know, you you know that your career is going to come to an end at some point. I love the game. I wanted to stay involved. Um, and love being a part of a team and being on the field, especially with this team, this organization. It's been awesome so far. You scouted for a couple of years with the Tigers before coming to the Astros, after your playing career had ended. But I know for some guys it seems like, and I know you and I were talking about this a while back, it seems like some guys, they really love scouting or they really love coaching. It seems like it's one or the other, right? Yeah, it is. And you know what, it's um, – I'm. I'm really thankful that I did that for mm-hmm. a couple of years. It was a different perspective on the game, but like I said, I love being part of a team and um, you know, just getting back on the field and being with this group of guys. It's a special group for sure. So now opening day happened on Thursday. Your first opening day as a big leaguer was at Minute Maid Park in 2007 with the Pittsburgh Pirates. You were able to make the team out of spring training. Your first big league at bat was against Brad Lidge in the ninth inning, hang with him, huh? Ah, uh, man, I, I remember that. I get chills thinking about it. I mean, what a what a place going into Minute Maid. And uh, I was talking to Bidge early on in spring when he came down and just talking about, like, the excitement and the atmosphere when he came out of the dugout just to warm up. The place erupted like somebody hit a home run. And that was, you know, it was like a, it was a big moment for me being in the dugout and being welcomed to the big leagues at Minute Maid. I mean, it was just an awesome experience. I mean, the at-bat didn't turn out the way that I would have liked. Uh, facing Brad Lidge was, I mean, what a dominant guy he was. But uh, Houston had a great team back then, and uh, it was great, great thing to be a part of opening day. Was there ever a point in your big league career, did you get to a point where you felt like, all right, I, I know I belong, I know I can I can hang here, or did that, was because I know some guys, they, they never feel that way. Yeah, you know, you get to, you do get to a point. After you get more established and get mm-hmm. comfortable, I was a utility guy, got established in that role and started to understand what it was going to take to prepare in that role and and be part of that. But you do get to a point where you, you know you belong, you're part of a team, you know, we were winning, and you f- I felt a part of that team. So you, it, it, I did get to a point where eventually I did feel like I belonged. You played every position, all nine positions, at some point in your big league career. You even got a few innings at catcher. You've pitched. You, you've, how much do you think that experience, having played all over the diamond, will help you as a coach? I hope a lot. I mean, just bouncing around, being a utility guy, starting off at short, understanding all the situations that – that go on. I mean, I guess as a catcher, you know, they do they do as well. Um, but just being able to bounce around, play all the positions, pitch, catch, um, you know, which didn't happen. Those only happened once each. But right. just to have the experience to to do that and ho- be able to pass that on to some of these guys, it's such a hard game to play, and especially at this level where the the stakes are so high, the expectations are so high. And coming into this year, I mean, you wouldn't want it any other way. We have a great team. The expectations are high, but we're looking forward to competing and living up to those. Most of your career you played for Jim Leland in Detroit. Do you feel that's the manager you, you learned the most from over over the course of your career? No doubt, and I spent so much time with him um, all those years in Detroit, just learning, being in that bench role, understanding he was, he was so consistent in how he used me and how he 
manage the game, um, you know, but definitely learned a, learned a ton from him. How did this opportunity come about with the Astros? Did you have any connection with A.J. Hinch or Jeff Luna or anyone else on the coaching staff? Just prior in 2008, uh, A.J. was the director of player development when I was with, in Arizona, but we really hadn't kept in touch. Um, so I'm, it just kind of, I guess it was fluid. I don't know exactly how it all came about, mm -hmm. but interviewed and uh, was able to get the job. Well, glad you're here. Hope you're here for, for a long time, at least until you get a manager's job. Right, Don Kelly, Astros first base coach. Uh, great catching up with you. Same to you, Robert. Thank you. Well, I'm with today's starting pitcher, Colin McHugh. And, and Colin, I don't want to sound disrespectful or anything, but why do you suck so bad during spring training? I'm so bad. I don't know. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's at this point, it's almost laughable because I go back. I was having the conversation with Charlie Morton last year in spring training talking about our spring training ERAs, and he was trying to get his below a 4-5, and I was trying to get mine below a 10, so I didn't I didn't uh, make up any ground this year. It's kind of funny. If you didn't have a proven track record as a major league pitcher and had all the success you've had, you may not even make a team. I'm so glad. I'm so glad because I didn't, yeah, I wouldn't make a team given just my, my spring training track record. It's always one of those things that I'm, I'm, wor I'm constantly working on stuff um, coming into camp. Yeah. And so, you know, if something's not working in the game, I'm not quite uh, committed enough to just throw it away and go yeah. do what I do during the season. I really want to see if it'll work. And then, you know, once it doesn't by the last start or two, I'm, I can kind of get back into regular season mode. So you're a tinker guy, aren't you? You like to tinker with stuff to try to find ways to get better with all your pitches. Yeah, always. I'm always, always changing, trying to new grips, uh, different pitch styles, different deliveries. I'm uh, just trying to find something that works. And, you know, it, the whole year it's a work in progress. No no one pitcher, I don't think, across the league has one set of mechanics that stay with them for yeah, their entire right. year or, or their entire career or even a year. So yeah. it's the same with me. You know, you'll go into one, one bullpen session or one pregame session and something will click or something will feel right and you can ride that out as long as you can. When push comes to shove, Colin, I mean, you got the yacker. I mean, that's the equalizer for you, right? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I've, I've been pitching long enough to know my strengths. And, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, when your back's against the wall, um, you know the things that are that are your weapons, that are things that are going to get you out of it. And for me, yeah, it tends to be breaking balls, use the heater when I need to, and, um, you know, try and get a punch out. All right, life has changed. I mean, life's always changing for you. Uh, you have Shaw. He's a bit over two or just under two now. And Rowan, a, a new baby. How's, how's life for your wife? Yeah, she's, I mean, she's amazing. Uh, I feel... I feel bad most of the time during the season because you know we're gone a lot, and now her with two little boys, um, they can they can be a lot. They can be a lot to handle. They're a ton of fun, and um, but it's it's a two man job a lot of times, and she's doing it single handedly. So um, she and all the all the women now you know all the women in baseball, um, they're special women. They're women that sacrifice a lot. So I hats hats off to her and all and all those girls. And uh, it's a fun it's a fun time back at the house though. I don't know about you, but I was always a big liar. My wife would call me on the phone, you know, and she's dead with, with three little kids. I'm on the road, and I'm sleeping in a sweet bed, and the blinds are closed. And I'd always lie when she'd call me. I'd say, yeah, I was, I've been up around for a couple of hours. But are you like that? Yeah, she calls by 10 o'clock, and I I uh, don't answer right away. I'll get up and be like, oh, yeah, I was down to breakfast, down to get some, some coffee. Really, I'd probably just open my eyes, but... What you get during the season? It's a it's a long night, so you gotta get your rest when you can. I never wanted to tell my wife what, what I ate the night before too, because it's usually something 
so off the I mean it's off the charts usually pretty good on on the road and she just had half of a peanut butter sandwich left on the plate by a kid right I, you know, I'm actually, I'm the opposite. I don't want to tell her what I'm eating because she's usually making so much better food than I am at really? the house. Oh, yeah, the, she's a great cook. And so she's got, I think she, yesterday she made some, like, homemade baguettes, and they had that with the charcuterie board and stuff back at the house with some of the girls. And I, yeah, I ate a pizza delivered to the room. So, yeah, that's my life. All right, your life, too, is also the podcast. And I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but I've listened to all yours. You've got the new one with Bregman I haven't heard yet, but... Uh, tell the people what it is, how it came about, and what's going on with it. Yeah, it's called the Twelve Six Podcast, uh, an old homage to to the Breaking Ball. Um, but it is basically just me having a conversation with another baseball person. Uh, you know, whether it's a baseball player, um, have, I've had a, a reporter on there. Um, hopefully, I have a couple coaches on there in the near future, maybe a front office guy. But um, I think a lot of the where it came about was a, a lot of people have misconceptions about who baseball players are sure. off the field. Yeah. Um, you know, we tend to be uh, private? Yeah, we tend to be a little bit more reserved, um, and I think a lot of that is just the traditionalism of baseball. Um, nobody, No one person wants to be bigger than the game, and so a lot of people tend to kind of fall in line with baseball traditions, but it really couldn't be further from the truth that all of us are robots. You know, we're all yeah. extremely unique individuals with, uh, with exciting personalities, fun guys to talk to, and you know as well as I do that the guys that you've met in the game are some of the most interesting people you've ever met in your life. Yep. And so um, I, I just wanted a chance to be able to showcase that and to be able to just have a conversation over over a beer or a sweet tea about yep. you know about life with these guys and get to know them a little bit better. So uh, it's been fun for me, and you know I've, we've been, been pleased with how the other people have reacted to it. The one that you had with Charlie Morton, and you guys started to delve into it a little bit, but we were talking about some of the relationships you made with guys in the minor leagues, the lower rungs of the minor leagues were those – relationships really get forged because everybody's kind of in the same boat. Did you find that interesting when you were fighting your way through the minor leagues? Uh, it really is unlike anything else that you have probably ever done. I, I've, I've told a couple of my friends who were in the military about it, and they have likened it to um, their time in the military, whether it's in, in uh, training camp or uh, boot camp or whether it was on active duty. And I think there is, there is something to being stuck in confined spaces with yeah. guys uh, for long periods of time, away from home, away from family. and from Different cultures. Uh, extremely different cultures, yeah. a lot of different backgrounds, and, and you learn how to, A, get along with a lot of people, but also you learn how um, how you're alike, how a lot of people from different cultures and a lot of different backgrounds are alike, and, and those similarities carry you carry you a long way um, in the minor leagues when, when there's not a lot else going for you. Yeah. All right, that's Colin McHugh, today's starting pitcher. Tear him up tonight. Thanks, sir. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy if we grind together we can take it back our team and our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets go to astros.com tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS